Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart. Everybody, yes, we're here with uh, some friends uh, at the uh, Pelican Reach in Lincoln City with some new friends who are fellow counselors. We are away for a weekend of training in emotional focus therapy and intersubjectivity. It's kind of like awesome. A, it's kind of like a weekend at Bernie's. It is really. Yeah. Like nobody's had their heads stapled yet. <laughs> yeah. People are making me dance. I did not I even know. So we're hanging out either. with a bunch of counselors. And actually, these people are pretty whack. They are I mean, whack. they are really whack. They are. We're fun. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're fun people. So uh, we, we've had a, a really wonderful evening, and we're going to just ask a couple questions of a couple of So if you guys could just kind of you know give us your first mm-hmm. name. Where your practice is at, and you know, then Brenda's going to fire a couple questions at you. We'll just kind of <laughs> hang out for a couple minutes. So, Brenda, what's the question? Well, what you, who, who are we talking to? Okay, I'm Faye Meyer. Actually, I'm practicing Salem, Oregon, professional freedom development, and I always say I don't do talk therapy. I do do therapy <clears throat> because you say my do do therapy. Do do. I want to hear more about that. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but moving people from ineffective to effective, and um, just kind of, I, I have a little catchphrase. If you need to check out from the neck up give me a call uh-huh. what's a check up from the neck up give me a call and then insight done right and so the idea um, of EFT is really opposite and so what I'm really excited about um, as we get to talk about this today is to talk about what I'm learning which is really below the neck and that mm-hmm. whole heart piece so I'm excited <clears throat> also have a talk show in Salem called Mid Valley Vibes on KPJC 1220 AM which you all are going to be a part of soon so yeah, I'm super yeah, excited cool. so we have you on there mm-hmm. All right. and I'm here with my friend Jeremy Jeremy tell I, us about you Jeremiah I should say <laughs> I am Jeremiah Winston and I I have been earning a private practice, and uh, that's all I'm uh, willing to say. That's all I can say legally. Yeah. Okay. Legally. Okay. <laughs> that may or may not be true. We want to be legal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I graduated yeah. from George Fox, right? You graduated from George mm-hmm. Fox, yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Okay, so Brenda, you, you we were chatting about what are the top five reasons people should go see a counselor. Yeah, I think that's good conversation because so many people are anti-counselor. They're embarrassed mm-hmm. or they don't feel comfortable or... Cultural reasons. Yeah. I mean, certain Why? people stigmas. from different cultures, you know, there's stigmas. stigmas. You know, only crazy people go see counselors. Or, or, only crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they think they're not worth it. I mean, there's always Ooh. the financial investment part of it. Yeah. Okay, I'm, so let's start. I'm not worth it. Yeah. Let's, before we dive into this too much, let's list like the top five. Okay. If we get past five, that's cool. Okay. Top five reasons why people don't go to see a counselor. They avoid Shame. going to see a counselor. Okay. Shame. 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 They mm-hmm. think, if I'm seeing a counselor, that means I'm not very mm-hmm. good. I'm worthless. Mm-hmm. I'm. They, it's almost like admitting that I'm the type of person who goes to a counselor. Yeah. And to them, that might be a negative thing mm-hmm. as opposed to a positive. Well, what would be the positive of that? <coughs> if they went mm-hmm. to I mean, there's people who go to a counselor and they're like, I have my therapist and I love my therapist and they really help mm-hmm. me organize my life and this is great and mm-hmm. there's other people like they wouldn't tell anyone they're going to therapist because mm-hmm. they're embarrassed by it or they think it's a negative mm-hmm. okay. yeah okay yeah. I think the fear of being exposed 
You know, I think a lot of times people assume that people who are therapists can kind of see right through you. I hear that all the time. Are you analyzing me? Actually, no, I was actually eating my food. <laughs> you know, yeah, people yeah. make that assumption. And the same happens, you know, um, when you tell people what you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you'll actually viscerally <laughs> see them <laughs> lean back, back, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like all of a sudden you're going to see into their soul. So You're I think like, there's uh-oh. a little bit of fear of being exposed. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I've faced that in even knowing how important it is to go. Um, sometimes you're just not ready to do the work. Mm. So yeah. what's the flip side of being exposed? That you get to be authentic, that possibly you'll expose some things that you really needed to know. Okay. Um, you get seen. You get seen and uh, really heard. Understood. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. the there's the yin and the yang yeah, here. There okay. Is. Okay. There okay. Is. Well, there's the yeah. fear of being known, but then actually being known can actually bring you alive and be like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm known and actually cared for and mm-hmm. loved. And I never would have guessed that yeah. that would be a reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's actually healing, it can be healing. awareness, mm-hmm. maturity. Yeah. So those are things that the positive side right. of being exposed is actually yeah. there. Okay. That's so we true. got two. Yeah. What would be another reason what would cause somebody to stall out and not go a failure, a past failure with a counselor. You know, a lot of times people assume that all counselors are alike, um, that just because maybe someone didn't gel, we've all met people that just we just couldn't gel with. It's a temperament thing or whatever. And uh, so the upside of that is if you've had different perspectives, maybe someone you didn't get along with and now you meet someone you do and they're saying the same thing, you might get clarity. Yeah, I've been, as a therapist myself, I've been to therapists and I've been to three of them and each one's been a different experience. So if you go to, to go to one therapist and have a bad experience is to be like, I'm never doing that again. And it's like, it's not like dentistry where it's just a technique. There's so much involved with relationally and personally that's so different each time and what they've been trained in specifically, it can be so different. Yeah, yeah. Because I think even, even in my own training as a counselor, I am really just fulfilling a role in this person's narrative mm-hmm. you know because if i'm in the trail then mm-hmm. i hope to do better mm-hmm. and that's one of the things i ask the client right. is what was your your experience before mm-hmm. you sitting in this chair and then hoping that mm-hmm. you know that the experience mm-hmm. is a better thing mm-hmm. but it's part of their the story so that's that's good so um we've got three mm-hmm. three got shame shame fear, fear bad experience mm-hmm. what if they had a good experience i mean to just again the yin and yang of yeah. why to go to a therapist well they might come back and expect another good experience it'd be just like the past one mm-hmm. and be like you're going to do just like the last one right like you can do a lot of active things or you're going to do a lot of give me a lot of homework or handouts or you're going to mm-hmm. have expectations that might not be the that type of therapists mm-hmm. so role. the difference between just a, a listener someone mm-hmm. who listens and helps facilitate you know practicing knowing what you need to know yeah. right versus that person who's directive right some are more yeah some are more therapists are mm-hmm. more involved more directive some are more mm-hmm. laid back and more like what are you bringing in and let's mm-hmm. bring work on whatever you brought yeah which I, was which was kind of what we talked about in training today too right. is, is there's the cognitive the cognitive mm-hmm. Uh, the side of cognitive and then as well as the behavior but mm-hmm. when we go, go below the conscious then we dive into you know the heart issues the, mm-hmm. the, the matters of really the soul so mm-hmm. one thing that I'm really excited about what we're doing here and with Dave Manick through Northwest Institute of Integrated Counseling Training is this whole notion about um, people 
have gone to counseling and said, well, I, I'm not getting anything because so, no one's telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. This notion in the past that someone should direct your life, yeah. right? What like you're going for advice. You're right. going for advice. Like, it's not a financial plan, yeah. right? It's your life and, and not grabbing ownership of it. You said it earlier. But what we're doing here is helping people to practice knowing how they feel and things that have interfered with their making good choices and David brings in this idea of the first five years having a huge uh-huh. impact and I, I can't ignore that in my you know in my world the first five year. years of your life yes the first five years of your life have a huge <clears throat> impact on how you engage with the rest of your life but you're unaware of that because of what is it called a hard brain reset at about amnesia, amnesia, amnesia. Yeah. At about mm-hmm. five, six, depending on the age. When you talk, think about that. I was talking to Annie, uh, Aunt Cindy, about it, and I said I wasn't before this afraid to look at the footsteps of where that five years took me, but I was afraid to feel the pain of it mm-hmm. until this kind of training. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. I could see the footprints. Mm. That's objective. Look yeah. where I've been. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not a problem. Uh-huh. That's all up in your head. But when you start feeling the pain and being able to hold yourself in that pain and not trying to rush away from it, just powerful. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you need a professional to help you do that. Oh, and there's such freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you find out just a whole different depth of who you are when you yeah. go through something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's Good powerful. stuff. Not okay. bad for a coach. I know. Yeah, you you're guys doing are great. Professional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So we got three. You want two more? I want two more. Financial. I mean, is a yeah. piece. Right. You said something about people thinking they're not worth putting money into right. or something. Right. Or they think they won't get money out, get right. something out of it. Right. The uh, return on investment. People. Uh-huh. A lot of people are left brain thinkers. Specifically, think, what's mm-hmm. my return on investment? If I'm not going to get these ten yeah. things out of it, yeah. then why would I do it? You it's know? like going to pay for like a financial you know, person or mm-hmm. a stockbroker. Like, is am I going to pay money to them? That's losing money. Right. Is it eventually going to give me more money than I would have had if I mm-hmm. hadn't done it? Because of their skills. But and this, I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. I think the investment's worth it. <laughs> is this going to impact my relationships, mm-hmm. my life, my how I live and how but vibrant it is? Yeah, feels. it's really a choice, too. Because mm-hmm. some people can go to counseling for... 20 years mm-hmm. and still have no change because mm-hmm. it's a I choice in their heart are you gonna i gotta keep this pg are you going to <laughs> sit around mm-hmm. or are you gonna yeah change and you have a choice yeah. go ahead go to go to r rated maybe not p but go to maybe pg-13 okay, Cooper, get off the pot yeah okay pg-13 this may be a way of saying it that would be you know, family friendly, and that's the idea that I believe that people don't change until the pain of not changing gets great enough. Yeah. And yeah. you have to ask yourself, how long do you think you're going to practice pain if, and staying there? But if you went to a therapist for even two years and there was mm-hmm. no change, it's it could be that years with a crummy therapist. I think so too. Yeah, because <laughs> the therapist wouldn't allow you not to change, and, and uh-huh. if they're just like going along for the ride with you, mm-hmm. it's, not, unethical. <laughs> it's unethical. Yeah, it's that, unethical, and that's why I say when you need to check out from the neck up because. I think it's unethical if I'm not working for you on your behalf to support your process of practicing knowing mm-hmm. what you need yeah. to do to change then I need to back out and, and send you to somebody that I trust sure. either the therapist yeah. is lazy or they're not trained enough yeah. or I think what? the latter a lot of times <laughs> well sometimes personalities just don't match yeah. that's that the third one I was looking for I was like uh, and the yeah. personality is like it doesn't the relationally it doesn't line up right and that's totally fine yeah. I don't think anybody should feel bad about that no. so the return on investment financially what I'm hearing not said is we actually then did get something out of the the, the counseling experience exactly mm-hmm. and out of that comes mm-hmm. what 
I think out of that comes richer relationships. I think it comes the idea of saving you divorce, saving you, you know, dividing up your property, saving you counseling for your children later. I mean, we know the research talks clearly about the impact of divorce really not really being known until about five years after the divorce. So a lot of times we're, oh, my kids are fine. No, No, they're they're not. not. And for Christians, and you know, we're all sitting here, we all know God, we all understand the notion that God made marriage to be the context under which we learn the value of who we are in Christ mm-hmm. in that marriage bond. We, we're the bride of Christ, and He's our bridegroom. And so, if we're in love with an eternal lover, then we've got to learn how to do this better, right? Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. We've got to learn how to love each other better. And it's going to be our loving each other that causes people out there to go, Wow, I want what they want. If they're not jealous of our love, you guys, mm-hmm. and we're bickering and tearing each other apart, mm-hmm. why would anybody come? Yeah. I think one of the things that was said during the training today was the connection of knowing the Imago Dei of who we are mm-hmm. psychologically, yeah. but sometimes the psychology doesn't go where the theology can only go. Yeah, yeah. And so far as yeah, philosophically, you know, that mm-hmm. can really get up in your head right, right, on right. how to logically think through things. But to put all of those things in the room together, someone who is psychologically trained, but also has an understanding of scripture Mm -hmm. and the heart of the issue, that is Mm -hmm. a return on investment to the individual's quality of life. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, kind of spreads around and trickles down into every, all the other relationships that they have. So that's, that's four. And then Brenda is waving at me. You've heard it before. It's a baby um, finger. That's her signal. (laughs) Yeah, the pinky up. The pinky up means I have something to say. (laughs) But the pointer finger. Yeah, the index finger, you know. Okay, so we got our little system. Yeah. But also I wanted to say, as far as counseling goes, you know, you've heard the term hurting people hurt others. Yes. So hurting hurt people, people, hurt people. I thought you said hurting, like hurting yeah. cats or hurting. They might hurt others too. I don't know uh, so hurting, as in, yes. oh, that hurt. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Joseph Campbell people. said that actually. He was a Native American. He was the first one to say that. He said, yeah. hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, yeah. So how can we show any kind of love to our neighbor or anybody else if we can't even love ourselves? That's right. So sometimes. You know, counseling, yes, is great for marriages and divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. 100% get that. But just for the individual person, mm-hmm. how many people are hurting so deep inside that it just might take someone to come alongside them to give them the tools to mm-hmm. maybe unscramble the eggs, as you say, Gil, mm-hmm. and, and reveal the lies that they're believing about themselves mm-hmm. that are flat-out lies. Well, if you can't love yourself, then you can't love your neighbor because it's love your neighbor as yourself. And if you don't love yourself at all, yeah. then you can't love your neighbor well. Yeah. Right. You're going right. to love out of, like, false, you know, you're going to be resentful of the love you give others if you don't if it's not authentic mm-hmm. and if you can't love yourself authentically yeah, yeah. Well, that's a whole nother, whole nother podcast that's another show that, that would be really absolutely. cool <laughs> yeah well and and i'd love to do one one of these days um on the notion that people can actually walk through adulthood playing roles and never have really learned to live Mm-hmm. Because childhood was so traumatic, they learned to play the little adult as a child, sure. but they never learned development. And you have to go through typical development right. to get to life. Right? right? So People get stuck. They don't. They they've they've grown older, but they mm-hmm. didn't grow up. They didn't grow up at, at, at some phase of yeah. you know the, the the developmental stage. Which I think is another reason to go to counseling because that revelation from a quality both psychoanalytic and developmental specialist, somebody who has the combination. Mm-hmm. 
I find that often when I'm working with mm -hmm. people is, is that I literally pull out the chart of Erickson's developmental stage I love it. and it's 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 kind of a graphic that's kind of whimsical looking but mm -hmm. it's kind of like I'm not quite sure where you missed yeah. but something's missing mm -hmm. we got to go find out Can what you that explain is explain for our listeners what that is I can Go for yeah, it. the zero to two um, is basically what Erickson says you learn trust versus mistrust. The whole, um, there's a two segments and it's like three to six, but it's autonomy versus doubt. And this idea of you either learn to individuate from your parent without the fear and doubt. You've seen a six or seven year old grabbing the leg of a parent. Mm -hmm. By then that autonomy should have happened where they can look, walk away and go play and then come back and know mm -hmm. the parent's gonna be there. But when the parent is not trustworthy because they've learned mistrust, mm -hmm. that autonomy doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And then you move into what is called um, initiative. This whole idea of being able to take initiative, to button your own shirt, to help mm -hmm. out. Placing the caregiver is so, fresh at that time right yeah and then when a child's like you did it wrong the shame that toxicity we talked about today with the the shame and rage yeah. right yeah. that that's where it's embedded first five six years those right. three things yeah. right now you pop into that seven to eleven year old and that person is beginning to look at industry you know like what's the skill that i've learned that society accepts yeah if you don't learn a skill society accepts what do you learn mm -hmm. one it doesn't Mm. What do we do with those kids? Yeah. Those kids are in prison. They're in juvies, yeah, right? Reform. Right on. Yeah. They're yeah. ostracized. They Does that make sense? Then. Instead mm -hmm. of They're revelation yeah. right. of holding the bar for development up here mm -hmm. while holding the person precious to jump the bar. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. We yeah. lower the bar in our culture. Yeah. We just lower the bar. Yeah. So then that 12 to 19 year old is all about identity. That identity versus confusion. And when you unpack that, it's the story you tell yourself and other people about who you are. Uh -huh. When the story you tell yourself and about other people who you are don't match, cognitive dissonance. We see it all the time. You better drink and use because this is hard. You cannot reconcile your swag, boom, you know, yeah. in school, yeah. and then you come home, take out the trash. Yeah. You can't. That's part of that whole thing, right? right? But if you understand who you are in the context of the environment you're in, mm -hmm. you can become more comfortable. And then we move into intimacy versus isolation, that whole notion of 20 to 40, you know, where you're developing relationships. You're beginning to look at um, things like jobs and careers. And then you move into the 40 to 60, which is that generivity, that giving back. Mm -hmm. The majority of our 40-year-olds are unprepared to give back. Mm -hmm. They're still getting. Mm -hmm. They haven't even launched until 30 now, yeah, right? So we are really delayed people right now. Mm -hmm. The arrested development in our culture is Culturally off the chain. Back further, oh yeah. Further. Mm -hmm. Well, even our insurance system says you're a kid till you're 26. Mm -hmm. You know, right. it used to be right. <laughs> used to you'd be able to drive at like 14 or something. Right. Like back when everyone had tractors. Right. That was your exactly. main vehicle. <laughs> that was your main vehicle. I love that. That's true. Wow. Yeah. So then the last one is integration versus. Um, the whole idea of integrity versus despair. Mm. And if you think that your life is only about your 70 years, you swath out mm -hmm. and not everything before you and everything after, that's despair. Yeah. Because I haven't seen a U-Haul in heaven. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. No. Wow. So we've got four, Excellent. one more to go, one. one more to go. So development, yeah, that was a heavy one. Thanks, yeah, Faith. That was good. good. Excellent. That's, good review. That's my heart. Good Because review. I can visually yeah. see people in yeah. that. Okay, so yeah. help me, help me uh, reframe again. So number one was <laughs> we had, uh, fear. Uh -huh. Number two was uh, afraid uh, of being exposed. Afraid of being mm -hmm. exposed. Finance. The third one was financial, financial investment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
fourth one was just kind of sabotaging yourself, yeah. you know, not doing the work yourself, you and know, believing the lies, believing the lies, and the stigmas, yeah. right. stigma and, get, and, and getting lost and, uh -huh. and not playing a role, being fully mm -hmm. developed. And that's where a trained counselor can help you yeah. through right. the stages. And yeah. if you missed a part of a stage, they can help you go back uh, and kind yeah. of heal. And yeah, I mean, as long as they have the overlay of the concept, even a rookie can help you. Amen. Okay, so what's number five? Top reason hmm. people do not go to a counselor. Hmm. Lazy. Yeah. Ma making that actual jump, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, taking they, the lead. They may want to. They may have the money. They just, they're just doing it, reaching out to some random person they don't know, mm. a therapist they don't know, and being like, hey, <laughs> let's what? start therapy. How do I do this? <laughs> mm -hmm. I've never done this. Is awkward. Mm -hmm. this, and then. If it doesn't happen right away, they're like, never mind, change my mind. Well, yeah, I, I want to pursue that just a little bit because I'm thinking even to the, the thought of maybe they don't want to change. That's maybe they don't want to change. That's lazy and they're being selfish mm -hmm. because other people around mm -hmm. them are saying, dude, do that. Would you uh -huh. please? You need to deal with this. And they don't. They don't, yeah. and don't until they get to a certain place of pain. And when they have that certain pain, then they're like, Maybe, Maybe I, I should, should try this and do this. And it's like sometimes that window is so short and small. Right. And they reach out, and if the therapist doesn't get back to them right away, uh -huh. or then like uh -huh. the therapist get back, and then they're like, "Yeah, I don't know. Do I really need it?" And they kind of hesitate, and then they're like, "Nah, I'm gonna do something else." Well, I I like to blame a little bit of social media, and oh. I'd like to blame a little bit of technology, honestly, because I don't have to have good solid relationships if I take on the relationship between me and my electronic device. Ah. I mean, I think people are moving away from relationship mm -hmm. and not toward them. I mean, this makes a good case. I don't think for people know evolving. that they're doing that. I don't think people know that it's, it's, it's happening you. so subtly that people don't don't know what real relationship is anymore. Mm -hmm. And they don't know what they're missing. Mm -hmm. They think I, the relationships I have are real. These are my friends when it's actually not real friendship, not mm -hmm. real deep in depth to it, not really just shallow. Yeah. And they're connected through Facebook and mm -hmm. Instagram and other things, and it's just acquaintance level. And yeah. they actually have depth. Yes. A cyber relationship and rather that's all than a flesh and blood well, relationship. So if you define that as friendship, and that's all you know, then you don't know to look for anything deeper than that or that you should. Right. Right. And then we could bring up addiction as the what, the reason people don't. And then they're in pain because they don't, have, they don't yeah. have actual close relationship in depth. So then they're living mm -hmm. in pain and isolation and think this is just normal. I'm just wrong. And the only way I know how to cope is mm -hmm. my addiction or whatever it is I go to other than people. Right. And, yeah. and addiction pathology, is, is it affecting your friendships, your work, your mm. spiritual life? Uh, right? Yeah or your intimate relationships. Yeah, I, I want to pick up on what you're saying because mm -hmm. both body, soul, and spirit, yeah. but we don't go to people to heal. We mm -hmm. go to bottle. media, sex. bottle, sex, drug. We don't because Buying, we live. purchasing is yeah, one of the number one Purchasing, gambling, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Pornography. But pornography. Yeah. So all of those are things that numb us out, mm -hmm. but it's it's painful to, to relate to people. Yeah. And since those are drugs, but not the healthy drugs. The healthy drugs is connecting with people and right. getting that reward of having closeness mm -hmm. and feeling mm -hmm. regulated rather yeah. than I need to go to a substance or a thing to be regulated. Mm -hmm. Which was kind That's of good. the concluding point here too, uh, people in radio podcast land, is, is that one of the things we heard today was one of the, which seems so counter mm -hmm. is is that pain 
is a bonding adhesive in relationship. If we can hold one another's pain, mm -hmm. difficulties, challenges, disappointments, and so forth, if we can hold those things, mm -hmm. we then we can actually bond mm -hmm. because once we conquer it together, mm -hmm. we've been through battle together mm -hmm. and now mm -hmm. you have got my mm -hmm. back and I know I got mm -hmm. yours. Well, think I of, love that. Think Plus about we, it of people who've been to like war together, people yeah. who come back. I mean, if you've ever had, seen people or even seen movies about people come mm -hmm. back from the war, like, you're my friend for life. That's we have right. this depth that nobody else, because you've gone through so much pain together mm -hmm. that you're bonded for life. Yep. Yep. No one else will understand. Right. And on a shower, shallower level, for people who've never been to war, um, sports teams. We see that people work really hard and yeah. press through, mm -hmm. and they even if they fail several games, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they have a win. It's we won, yeah. and so yeah. Yeah. and yeah. that's how. Yeah. So yeah. you're describing. We fought the hard for this. Yeah. This this trophy we got, even if they won the whole, all of it, they like we fought so hard, all of us together, That's all right. those hard, painful practices and days that didn't even mm -hmm. weren't even in the spotlight. So you know, we we talk a lot about marriage, whether it's first time marriage or mm -hmm. remarriage, because we're just passionate about marriage in general, because we have the analogy of of the team. That's right. You know, we win as a team, we lose as a team. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just about me; it's about we. And uh, we really challenge couples to take that step to, because the best gift they can give their kids is a strong marriage. Amen. Because as we say, ladies and gentlemen, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing. So join us next time. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried Podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on the website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag restoredandremarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one -on -one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewarts next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing.